Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about a very interesting subject. I have the author of a new book that is called If We're Together, Why Do I Feel So Alone? And we're going to be talking how to build um, intimate relationships with someone who may be unemotionally available in your life. I'm sure a lot of people can uh, want to hear the information on that. But before I introduce my special guest today, um, I just want to make sure that if you are watching this on YouTube, don't forget to click the link underneath here after you finish watching this show so you can take my 30-second quiz to figure out what's blocking you from success. So my special guest today is Dr. Holly Parker. Hi, Holly. How are you today? <laughs> Hello, Natalie. It's such a pleasure. I'm doing very well. How are you? Fabulous, fabulous. Um, now, um, I, I'm going to get you to talk a little bit about your story and how you got into writing this book because I think that uh, the subject of this book is something that, that, that many people that are watching the show can actually relate to. So how did, how did you get the inspiration to, to write this book? Sure. Well, you're absolutely right. It's something that many people, uh, that affects many people, that many people can relate to. And that's actually uh, what led me to write it because relationships, um, don't, even, don't even get me started talking about, <laughs> well, actually, you are going to get me started talking about yeah. relationships. Um, but I, I love it. Uh, I'm, I'm so passionate about relationships because relationships are arguably the foundation of a life well lived. When you think about the moments in people's lives, when you hear people tell their stories about the most uplifting moments in their lives, the most meaningful moments in their lives, the times when they felt the safest, the most loved, um, it involved relationships. Um, and when you think about the times when people share those moments when uh, they felt down, when they felt despair, um, when they uh, felt um, wounded, oftentimes that also involves relationships. And so relationships are an important part of connection. And it's wonderful when they're working well, um, when people are connected, and when they have that connection, they really have a foundation that they can build a lifetime of uh, happiness and connection and enjoyment upon but when it's not there, um, it is, um, it's so painful. It's something that can leave people feeling very alone, very disconnected, and it's an immense source of stress. And so I wanted to address the topic of disconnection. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a lot of personal experience with this myself. Uh, my husband and I separated about three and a half years ago, but I would say that I was the one that was, uh, that was uh, you know, emotionally detached or emotionally unavailable. Um, you know, and through the work that I did as a result of that, I realized that that was a coping mechanism that I had adopted from, you know, an experience that happened when I was, my biological mother left when I was three. And so this is, you know, I went, okay, I have to be strong. And so I would close down emotionally so I wouldn't feel that. Um, so I was the one that was unemotional. So if we're looking at a relationship, how does someone, if they're in a relationship with someone who does seem to be closed off, you know, what can they do to, to help to open them up or, or is that even possible? You know, it, it's, it is possible. Um, I wish that I could provide a guarantee that I had a magic wand and I could guarantee that it would happen, right? Um, you know, what I really invite people to think about is when they think about their relationships, to think about them like a system. It's like a bicycle with its gears and chains. When you change one part of the system, you change the other. And in a relationship, 
we are 50% of the system. It also happens to be that we're the only 50% of the system we can't control. So we can't literally guarantee that um, everything that we do, we can try to reach out to someone, we can try to build connection as much as possible. We can't guarantee that they're going to move closer. But when we think about the idea of a relationship as a system, something really neat happens. It helps us to feel more empowered and we realize, okay, when it's about me, if I'm not waiting on my partner to come closer, but I say to myself, okay, what can I do? What part of the system can I change? Then we're able to not control whether our partner moves closer, but we can dramatically influence um, you know, the odds that our partner will move closer. We can create a greater uh, sense of safety and connection and try to move the relationship in that direction. So in terms of things that we can actually do, um, I always think that our relationship happens at two levels. It happens between two people. So there are things that we can do in terms of how we behave toward our partner. And it also happens in here. There are things that, you know, depending upon how we think about our partner, how we think about the relationship, and how we think about ourselves, actually, um, we can affect how we feel in the relationship and we can affect um, how we act toward our partner in these really subtle ways. So some examples of things that we can do with our partner, one that winds up getting overlooked a lot, but that's immensely powerful, is our body language. We say a lot with the things that we don't say. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a big, big part of the message that even the most well-intentioned people can lose sight of. So an example I like to think about is if, if people are tired at the end of the day and they walk into their house and they see their partner and they go, oh, hey, how are you, right? <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's just, it can seem like indifference, even though people don't mean it that way. It is very different when we conscientiously use our face and our voice and our body language to show our partner how much we care. So it's the difference between, oh, hey, how are you? And hey, how are you, right? Give me a hug, right? Kind of reach in and embrace the partner. It becomes more of a celebration and that affects how our partner's likely to feel, our partner's more apt to feel appreciated. That affects how they feel. And then that sets more of a connected chain in motion. Other examples of body language we can use include keeping an open posture, leaning forward, looking at our partner. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've seen couples, again, well-intentioned couples, look down on their smartphone, right? And they're, they're not making eye contact. Um, and the other thing that we can do, and this is a big builder of trust, is even when we're talking about difficult topics, we can still talk about them and not glare at our partner, even if we're upset. Um, not uh, scowl and not do um, actually, um, you know, one of one of the biggest signifiers of contempt, the eye roll. Um, you know, so we can we can really stay connected with our partner, build trust by using our body language and keeping it sincere and authentic and more positive and kind. Uh, the second thing that we can do is show our partner we're committed with expressions of love and commitment. And this is something that is actually a lot of fun that you can really get creative with, of thinking about different ways to give your partner a secure foundation to let them know that they're loved. It can include 
texting your partner in the middle of the day and saying, hey, I'm thinking about you. Something as simple as that. Um, letting your partner know that you're really excited to be with him or her. Um, you know, giving them a hug, giving them a back massage. Um, you know, talking about the future and referencing that person, right? So saying, oh, in a few years, I'd love to go to this place, right? When people talk like that, when they, when they do little things for their partner that are kind, um, when they're affectionate with their partner, when they talk about the future, that's a sign to your partner that you're not going anywhere. And it sets off this wonderful chain in motion where when people feel that their partner is more committed to them, they become more committed and they show more commitment in return. Uh, another thing that people can do is to be more physically affectionate. Um, holding hands, snuggling, that releases oxytocin, uh, which is a feel-good bonding hormone. Yeah, you know, and I think too, also figuring out what, it, how they like love to be shown for them. You know, there's a like a classic book that was written like 20 years ago, something called the Five Love Languages, um, yes. and you know, and and knowing that, like I remember at the end, towards the end of mine and Glenn's, and and for those of the, the new to the My Movies community, I mean, Glenn and I are still business partners, and we're great friends. We just, you know. We're just not meant to be married anymore, but we we together as we were unfolding everything after you know um, after we separated, you know I kind of realized that Glenn's love language was that he likes um, words of affirmation, you know, and so towards the end he's like, you never tell me I've done a good job. I'm like, but I've never told you that. Why are you all needy all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> but because I, but I didn't re recognize that that's how he sees love. Well, that's how he loves to receive love. Um, yeah. So even going that far as to to do that as well, I think is really important. Absolutely, it's a great point. Yeah, and you know the other in terms of the other channel in how we can how we can really heighten connection is how we think about our partner. So things like gratitude, um, you know, thinking about um, you know what we love about our partner, even taking moments to savor those times with our partner. Um, you know, whether we're watching TV, taking a walk, just thinking, I am so lucky to be with this person. And what's pretty amazing is when we do that, um, it actually forecasts not so much, you know, beyond our own happiness in the relationship, just thinking about how much we value our partner predicts our partner's happiness in the relationship. So it really leaks in that way. Um, a couple of other ways would be having approach goals versus avoidance goals. Um, and approach goals are thinking, it's kind of, I think of it as like the carrot that's dangling out uh, before us in a relationship. When we think about, okay, so, how can I be a better partner today? What can I do to amuse my partner, uh, to make my partner laugh, to help my partner um, feel loved? Uh, you know, what can I do? That's different than more of an approach goal, which is, ooh, it's like trying to avoid potholes. How can I try to steer away from a problem? Um, so approach goals are how we try to make the relationship better. An avoidance goal mindset is how we try to prevent relationships from getting worse. And actually, um, when we fall into that avoidance goal mindset, connection is more likely to deteriorate. So those are a couple of mental ways that we can build connection to. Yeah, I mean, that's, it sounds, I mean, you've given us a lot of very practical information that we can apply. So, and I'm assuming that once we, we sort of open up 
the um, the channels by by doing these things, which it would you know it's not a lot of effort, you know. And when you truly love someone, it's easy for you to include them in your gratitude. So you know, I I, I actually recommend this to people in our community as well. And it is insane the amount of or the, the huge difference they see reflected in their partner because of the energy and how they're showing up for them. Now it's by, it makes a, a big difference. So I'm assuming that, that once we get to this level. Um, then that's the time to open up deeper convers uh, deeper communication. You know, it, it's it's definitely that the first stage would really be um, building trust, um, especially when people have fear. Um, you know, and, and fear can be something that is based in reality, but it might not be, um, and that's something that can be hard. Right? If we're ready for connection, we can think, well. Why are you know why aren't you showing up? What is there to be afraid of? I'm not going to hurt you, but the other person may not know that, and so it can take time to build, um, you know, to build that foundation of trust, to build more goodwill, especially for couples where there's been a lot of resentment and a lot of disconnection and a lot of animosity and hurt. Um, for those couples, it can be really hard to come together. But it definitely is possible. So, so I, I think, you know, there, there's definitely a ground floor for couples where they have more um, distance and more animosity to take that time to build trust and to build goodwill, and then to start to, you know, as we change our part of the system and we begin to open up, we increase more positivity in the relationship. We take uh, steps to decrease the negativity. So when even when we are having difficult conversations that it feels safer for our partner, then absolutely that would be the time to start having those conversations, to start moving in more deeply and at the same time continuing to increase uh, the positive energy in the relationship and that connectedness. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm loving the sound of this new book. So I'm, I'm assuming with the book, you've got a lot of these steps that are in there, um, exercises that people can apply, a lot of practical information, which is, you know, fantastic. Because your background, you're a psychologist, right? Yes, I am. That's correct. <laughs> I am. Yeah, I do. And I, I'm, I'm, so, uh, I'm so lucky to love what I do. I wear a few different hats. So um, I am a therapist. I do individual couples and group therapy. And I also uh, teach about relationships at the university level. And uh, I train uh, the next generation of clinical psychologists. And I also write uh, for the public. So, um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful gift. Um, people's lives mean a great deal to me. And I know they do for you as well. Yeah. So uh, if we're together, why do I feel so alone? I love this, the, the title of the book as well. So if people want to connect with you or get their hands on the book, where can we send them to do that? You can send them to my website at drhollyparker.com. So I'd be delighted to hear from them. Beautiful. So guys, if you're watching this online, you just have to click the banner to the side. And if you're watching it on the app, just click the banner underneath. Uh, so thank you so much, Holly, for joining me today. It's been, it's been an exceptionally informative show and I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for the honor. I hope you have a beautiful day and I hope your viewers do it as well. I wish you all out there who are watching the best of luck with all of your relationships. Take care. Wonderful. So guys, I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. Uh, make sure that if you're watching this on uh, YouTube that you click that uh, link underneath so we can figure out what's blocking you from success. Uh, and if you're watching this online, just leave your email so we can send you the Manifesting with a Masters video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously 
and love without limits. We'll see you soon. <laughs>